your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. We'll get to uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line in just a second. Just uh, a note on the uh, opener for the Cowboys last night. Jamie, they went at 40 to nothing. They uh, Virtually everything went their way last night. <laughs> I think that is a very accurate and fair statement. I, at the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, this is kind of... Just kind of, boy, everything that can go wrong for the Giants is going wrong. And then she got a little deeper into the game. I was like, uh, the Giants aren't very good. <laughs> so Cowboys took it to them, and they looked impressive doing it. They did. They got a, a block field goal for a touchdown. They got a big pick six. I mean, heck, they even had a, a play where, you know, the ball squirts out of the hand of one of the receivers. And Tyler Biotish, who was uh, <clears throat> running downfield uh, because that's what the that's what the play was designed for, uh, recovers the football. The guy that centered it uh, recovered a, a, a fumble by the Cowboys, and uh, and they go on to win in uh, in big fashion over the Giants. Dak Prescott, thirteen of twenty four, one forty three. Pedestrian, I thought, very pedestrian. Cowboys had uh, had some drives stall out and uh, had to resort to to field goals. I thought Tony Pollard ran really hard last night. Uh, fourteen carries for uh, seventy yards and scored. Uh, two touchdowns, and uh, man, I thought he he really ran hard, and that offensive line really opened up holes for him. I thought the offensive line was really good last night. That's uh, that was a positive, positive sign for the Cowboys. Uh, four receptions for Ceedee Lamb, seventy-seven yards, including one for forty-nine. Brandon Cooks, who they spoke glowingly about, yeah, he uh, looked really good last night. A couple of receptions uh, for twenty-two yards, and uh, you know, so there you go. So. The uh, the Cowboys uh, looked uh, looked really good for Week One. So there you go, man. They got, now they got the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. That'll be a Sunday afternoon uh, with a two thirty broadcast here on Double T ninety seven three. So uh, they start off in an extremely positive way. And and I there was a comment made on the TV broadcast last night. I thought by Chris Collinsworth. I thought that that made a lot of sense. He said, and maybe it's easy to be this way when the, everything's going your way, but he said he thought uh, Dak Prescott looked comfortable with the way that the Cowboys were calling the plays and and the way that um, his coach, Mike McCarthy, was kind of utilizing him in, in the ball game. So I thought that maybe that's something to look for as you're kind of moving forward. How does that, how does that look? It looked like every guy with a star in his helmet was comfortable last <laughs> yeah, night. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the offense is – sure. Um, I mean, the epitome of this offense is to, you know, check the ball down and not put, you know, not put yourself in a situation where you can um, turn the ball over as much and um, not not take risks. And so, you know, it's uh, an offense where it's a little bit simpler, um, get the ball to your hands quickly. Uh, you don't have to you know, use the quarterback's ability to analyze the defense as much. And so in that regard, I, f- I feel like any quarterback should be more comfortable in this offense. Well, I mean, he he uh, he looked it, so we'll see uh, see how that looks going forward. Rangers uh, won yesterday. 
but uh, so did everybody else ahead of them. The uh, Astros were winners over the Padres 12 to 2 and the Blue Jays beat the Royals 5 to 2 in Toronto. Uh, Rangers are now in the uh, Canadian city for their uh, series which is a four game series. Th- this this may Jamie be what uh, kind of tells the whole tale uh, for the Rangers because you trail the Blue Jays in uh, in the wild card standings now. Obviously you trail uh, the Astros in uh, in the division standings, uh, as uh, Texas enters the week, uh, three behind Houston. Seattle is two and a half back. Looks like the Astros are on a little bit of a roll now, uh, although they're just six and four in the last ten. It helps when everybody else behind them now is is losing. Seattle's lost three straight um, after just being on fire uh, in the month of August, and uh, the Rangers have won two straight, but they're three and seven in their last ten, and uh, they enter in the wild card standings uh, behind uh, the Blue Jays uh, going into this. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it, they're, only, they're only a game back of, of Toronto. Tampa Bay is going to win the, the wild card slot. And then uh, Seattle is just ahead of the Rangers by a half game. So that's a big series um, for the Rangers this weekend. Massive, this week. Massive series. Yeah, they'll play four games. They'll play tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then on uh, Thursday as well. So all night games there in Toronto this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we'll have all the games for you on uh, Double T 97.3. We'll, uh, we'll pick up Thursday's game after Red Raider football with Joey McGuire, but that's, that's, uh, that's a long ways, long ways from now. All right, uh, a couple of things uh, from the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, common sense. Uh, says don't chase points early and go go for it fourth and two on your own 33 and damn sure not when you have the lead love joey but i'm baffled by those calls your your thought on the fourth and two from your own 33 uh i just felt like it was um I, you know at times i used to think that leach would get just frustrated with his offense and just antsy and you're like man just get out there and get the first down mm-hmm. just don't come over here just get out there and get the first down and that's why that one fell to me like he's frustrated with the offense stalling there and a little bit nervous about Oregon I, I just yeah I, I wasn't um out of my mind upset about it or anything like that maybe it's just because I've become a little bit more expecting of it um but it just felt like one of those times where you're a little impatient and should have punted the ball and and moved on easy to say now but um um i felt like your defense played a a a pretty good game um not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but a pretty good game and i would have um you know liked to see them given a chance to you know punt the ball deep austin was booming it and all that stuff you got an all-american punter use him yeah let's see if you can get a stop let's let's spin him back and see if we can get a stop i i think i thought that was one of the I thought that was one of the big decisions of the ball game that cost you the ball game. I mean, I, I understand that you can't, you know, have the turnovers that you have, but <clears throat> your defense had just been on the field for seven, a 17-play drive. And, and he was asked about this, and we'll get his comments uh, throughout the show. And he was asked about it, and he said, hey, he said, we played a lot of guys. I don't think anybody was tired. I don't know if he said the word, I don't think. He said I didn't, he didn't feel like anybody was tired. Um and he cited the fact that they held him to a field goal, which is true. But, I mean, man, you got really, really lucky because there was a tight end that was wide open in the, in the middle of the end zone that 
there should have been a touchdown. I mean, hell. If we're going to say that, we're going to have to say that 15 times for the Red Raiders about a guy being wide open over the middle and you didn't get it to him. Well, I know, but I mean, I guess I just kind of look at it and go, this guy was so wide open, even I saw it. Um, And um, I don't know. I I, I I was frustrated by that decision. I just didn't like it. I I didn't like it. I didn't like it at the time. Uh, I felt like you're up by two, punt the ball, flip the field. Your defense is playing good. I just, I didn't, I just didn't like that. And he, Coach McGuire said analytics hit the number. The defense did a great job to hold him to to a field goal. So yeah, I mean the way he says analytics, it's like not my choice. Analytics, and and like no, Coach, that's it. That is your choice. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to to follow the book there. Or to follow the analytics there, I, I I can't sit back and say any decisions that Joey McGuire made cost you the game. I mean, it's the four turnovers. No, I understand that. I understand <laughs> the four, the four turnovers. turnovers, especially the one there. Not the interception at the end of the game, but the the pick six. Obviously. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. You know, that's the, fair. The, so the, the three the three turnovers. Yeah, but I mean, you had the the other three were massive. No, 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 no doubt. No, 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 no doubt. I just, I just. Um, I, I just I didn't like that call. I didn't I didn't like that call at all. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't think it cost you the game. Okay. Um, this from the again, uh, if you punt the ball away, there's no guarantee that you get oh, to stop. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I just, but I felt that was like a I don't know a momentum changer. I mean, you're up by a couple of points. Oh, okay. Then. Well, how about after you block the punt with a lead and you have the ball on their side and of the boom, field, throw an you throw an interception. No, right you away. Think that was a momentum changer. Sure it was. Yeah. Sure it was. Absolutely. You think if you go down and score a touchdown there, we're not talking about Joey McGuire decisions? There wouldn't have been a one on fourth and th- there would probably, probably would have been probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I'm just saying I didn't like that call. Um, mm-hmm. All right, uh, more from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get Jamie's take on the uh, Malik Dunlap uh, interception that they said was not. Um, and uh, I don't think Coach McGuire had a big problem with that uh, after the game. It was more about the hands to the face that wasn't called uh, against uh, the Oregon defense. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is September 11th, 2023. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Yeah, a bunch of stuff we probably didn't know, and then one obvious thing we all clearly remember. Uh, 1928, Ty Cobb, last hitting appearance, he pops out against the Yankees. And that was it. Mm -hmm. The old Ty said, sayonara. 1951, Florence Chadwick becomes the very first woman to swim the English Channel from England to France. I, I had a desire to do that once. I mean, it was in my, you know, you'd see that Williams, uh, Guinness Book of World Records. You'd see the people swimming the English Channel. I, was like, I think I could do that. 16 hours, 19 <laughs> minutes is what it took her. I thought that was one of those things that I might be able to do someday. Okay. I didn't think I could do it. I never thought I could do it. I just thought it'd be of all the things that you could do. I thought maybe that's something I could do that wouldn't, that I could, that I could figure out a way to get myself to do. But 16 hours, 19 minutes. Yeah. I think I could do it in a boat. Very <laughs> well, that wouldn't be swimming. High powered boat. <laughs> 1950s. Not like a paddle boat or anything. Yeah, you wouldn't want a canoe. No. 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 I, know. I always no. admired that Diane Nyad. She was always 
swimming in shark cages across, you know, from Miami to Cuba and all that kind of stuff. I always thought that was, I always thought that was pretty cool. I'll pass. 1959, Baltimore starter Jerry Walker pitches all 16 innings mm. as the Orioles edge the White Sox one to nothing at Memorial Stadium. Did Jerry 19- Jeff uh, sing the national anthem for that one? I have no idea. 1985, I'm sorry, 1983, Pittsburgh running back Franco Harris runs for 118 yards in the Steelers' 25 to 21 win at the Green Bay Packers to become the only, become only the third player in NFL history to rush for 11,000 yards. 1985, Pete Rose of the Cincinnati Reds gets career hit 4,192. This lets him get past the guy we talked about earlier today, Ty Cobb, for the mm. all-time hit record. How about that? Ty Cobb's final plate appearance and Pete Rose beating Ty Cobb on the same day, obviously in 30 years apart or whatever, maybe more than that. 19- like 53, S- quick fi- math? Yeah. <laughs> well, 57. 85 to 28, 28 to 85? Yeah. Yeah. 57. Uh, 2005 U.S. men's tennis. Roger Federer retains the title at the U.S. Open, beating Andre Agassi, 6-3, 6 it would be Agassi's last appearance in a Grand Slam finale. It is National Hot Cross. Ugh, it is National Hot Cross Bun Day. It's uh, usually like a, a spiced roll that's got a uh, uh, white cross on it. Usually an Easter thing. I've never heard of this. Have you? They're not bad. I've heard of it. I have no idea what it is though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday to Ludacris, who's 46. Ludacris. Paul Heyman, 58. Harry Connick Jr., or as uh, Frank Sinatra would call him, the kid, is 56. And Ed Reed is 45. And on this day in 2001, at approximately 7.46 Central Time, on a clear Tuesday morning, an American Airlines Boeing 767 Loaded with 20,000 gallons of jet fuel crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. The impact left a gaping, burning hole near the 80th floor of the 110-story skyscraper, instantly killing hundreds of people and trapping hundreds more in higher floors. As the evacuations of the tower uh, and its twin got underway, television cameras broadcast live images of what initially appeared to be a freak accident. Then, 17 minutes after the first plane hit, a second Boeing 767, United Airlines Flight 175, appeared out of the sky, turned sharply, turned sharply toward the World Trade Center, and sliced into the South, South Tower at about the 60th floor. The collision caused a massive explosion and showered burning debris over the surrounding buildings and the streets below. For the first time since 1941, the United States was under attack. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history and history history. Thank you, Jeff. 6.51 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT973.com or the DoubleT973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, This, what did you guys feel about the defensive line compared to the first game? 
I thought they played a little bit better um, against the run. It's you're still not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and when you're sending extra guys or when you're really going at it, you're you're still leaving. You're still have, you're being killed by the quarterback getting out of the pocket and hurting you with his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, but I I mean, your defense gives up what thirty one in this game. 31 in this game. Yeah. yeah. You gave him seven on offense. Um, I thought they were good enough for you to win. Yeah. Against against a really, really talented offensive team in Oregon. I mean, when you when you kind of think about the whole thing, and, and Coach McGuire alluded to this, you know, after the game, you know, despite, you know, all the turnovers, um, and it's amazing you were in the game, uh, you know, and, and that you had a chance to win the game. And he – he felt like <clears throat> that they should have won the game on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, he said we should have won the game. He said that he's, he's now he's looking at how he can prepare them better. He's going to challenge the coaches. Thought they had a good game plan, um, but he he also talked about how they just have not been able to get um, enough pressure on the quarterback to put to to get sacks. I mean they just they just have not been able to to finish the playoff and. Uh, he he thought um, in the game there were untimely penalties, there were turnovers, and he and in, this is in his opening comments. He says, "And we're not putting pressure on the quarterback, not getting turnovers, too many self-inflicted wounds." He said, "We're staying. We stayed in the pass rush lanes uh, at times, but uh, just not getting home with regard to sacking the quarterback. So that becomes a becomes a problem in doing that. Uh, this." Uh, if we would just rely on, on analytics, then we would not need coaches. Yeah. Uh, analytics are a cop-out for coaches. Don't blame me. Blame the analytic. You know, maybe that's a word that we should stop using. Just say, it's my decision. I made this decision based on what I feel like was best at the time. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, I. To me, I agree with you 100% right there. You know? Yeah. Or that's... This, that's that's the decision we made. That's the decision we made. That's, yeah. you know, I'm the head ball coach. Yeah. I get that. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. Lots of uh, thoughts and comments, obviously, this morning on the uh, Morning Drive on the Yates Flooring Center chat line through the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Have I ever used the word obviously on you? That sometimes for instead of obvi- obviously, I don't think I ever have. I don't think so. I was going to use it, but I decided not to. Um, <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. <clears throat> Where can I purchase or stream this book of analytics so I don't have to be surprised when we go buy it? <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I, I think it is. I think it's funny. Scary, <laughs> sad were the words I thought of first. Uh, we get this uh, from a, uh, I don't know if Coach Kingsbury is uh, listening in this morning or not, but from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, this person says, fortune favors the bold. Don't be scared. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. I ran into uh, a number of guys, even, even, Jamie, at the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show at the Overton Hotel on uh, Saturday night who listened to us through the Double T 97.3 mobile app. That's great. And and one guy said, you know, I've, 
I've, I'm, I've stopped listening to X Ticket or X Station. I, was gonna, I wasn't going to say it, but then I did. I stopped, I stopped listening to one station for you guys. I said, oh, so now you're P1s with us. He said, I'm P1s with you guys. I'm like, okay, great. And so then he was going to get his buddies at the table there. to. Did he know what a P1 was? Yeah, he did. He did. So it's another radio guy then. Yeah. No, it's not another radio guy. It was just it was it was not it was just the just the listener. I was That's a was, pretty commonly known term. Yeah, it was just Is being it? Yeah. 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 It's just being it's trying to be trying to be funny with him. All right. For uh, those that maybe not know, it's position 1 on your radio when you push 1, that's the that would be us. Yeah. I've always always thought that was a, an extremely inside radio term. I don't think some have made it not so inside. Yeah, they, I think I think it's become not more, necessarily common. It's grown. Yeah. It's grown. It's not yeah. necessarily. But um, maybe the. Is it uh, bad that it's not one on my push in my car? <laughs> this radio station. Yeah. I go the opposite end. I have radio stations on the right, and I can put in phone numbers. So on the left, I have phone numbers. Mm. So one through four are phone numbers. Five through eight are radio stations. Yeah, one is, I'm guessing one is your beautiful bride. It is. And then you yeah. get your two kids. Yes. The fourth one. The Jeff. Blue? Jeff's the you. fourth one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like yeah. position, There's pressure there. I'm like position yeah. 72. We need to change um, that fourth one to anybody else. There's a reason that Jeff's on the <laughs> quick yeah, dial. Right, on the quick dial. <laughs> Here is uh, Coach Joey McGuire on uh, going for it on uh, fourth down. This is uh, from uh, your own 33 for you're up by a couple of points and it's uh, fourth and two. Yeah, we hit the number, um, you know, and uh, defense did a great job of holding them to field goal, you know. We came back and uh, kicked the field goal to take the lead and, man, they uh, went on a long drive, um, you know, and, and uh, ended up kicking the field goal to take the lead back. And uh, just a crazy play right there at the end. Um, I mean, I might have to see it on film. He's getting, he's probably going to get sacked, and the ball comes out and goes right into the guy's arms that was also rushing. So, crazy play right there at the end for them to go up uh, 38 to 30 instead of 31 to 30, where we could have gone down and tried to kick a field goal. It's, uh, that's Joey McGuire right after the game on Saturday. Uh, towards the end of the press conference, he was asked, did Oregon's 17 play drive, which was right before that? fourth and two call was was made affected how they called plays offensively just because your defense had been on the on the field so much now um it's pretty impressive for anybody to have a 17 play drive um and so hats off to them that doesn't happen a lot in uh in any level of football um we had got to the number um you know and uh it was it would have been good to keep the defense off the field uh, but I also think those guys did a good job of coming out and holding them to a, a field goal after that. So that's uh, that's his that's his thoughts there. That that uh, drive for Tech uh, that ended the fourth and two started with fourteen forty seven to go in the game. So Oregon has has just scored um, there at the basically the first play of the of the fourth quarter roughly, um, and uh, and gone up. Tech was still up twenty-seven to twenty-five at that point in time. Oh, you know it's funny they they only went for two once. Um, Oregon did, and that was that 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 first touchdown. Other than that, they were pretty pedestrian with their extra point attempts. Mm-hmm. 
pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty pedestrian. Well, because they wanted to use the element of surprise. Yeah, which, which they, they did. Which they did. We didn't look ready for it. We did. They did. Mm-hmm. They did look. Uh, did look like that. Uh, I, I feel like I don't know. We're getting some of it on the chat line, but I feel like we've done a really good job just avoiding the elephant in the room today. <laughs> we could talk all about these decisions. Uh, Were you talking about the turnovers? I mean, the, the, really the three, not yeah. four. Yeah. That, that's the difference of the game. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, they were all massive. They either gave them points or took points away from you. All three of them. Okay? That's the difference of the game. Not fourth and two. Not going for, for two in the first quarter. That's the difference of the game. I... I don't know whether I want to say, you know, I still am a little bit disappointed and frustrated we don't use the middle of the field more. Still would like to see the Red Raiders stretch the field a little bit more. I don't know if that's on your offensive coordinator. I don't know if that's on your quarterback. Ultimately, they both are a part of the decision-making process, and maybe your head coach is involved in that too. I don't know. But – it just feels like your offense right now is is not clicking. And I think there are a lot of weapons there for you to have a really good offense. And just right now, it just doesn't feel like it's clicking. And I don't want to take away anything away from Oregon's defense because I'm sure they're loaded with high-caliber players just like their offense is. Maybe not as well-known as their offensive players. But, um, I, I mean, I, I you think they're – I don't know if um, the Red Raiders are even considering making a move there. My guess is no. I mean, if you, it sounds dumb to say, but Tyler was fantastic, fantastic if not for the turnovers. I mean, he has a phenomenal game if not for the turnovers. But the turnovers change everything, right? Yeah, I mean, he ran it 23 times, 101 yards net. Pass 24, 38, 282, three touchdowns, but the three interceptions. Take away the one at the end. But still, I mean, yeah, you, so. you have a chance. I mean, you have a chance thanks to a, you know, a big catch and run by Xavier White, who had, a, who had a, a pretty good night, you know, four receptions, 45 yards. His longest was there for 29 right there at the end. That gave you an opportunity to throw the ball in the end zone. I wonder, and I, I'm going to guess that you, maybe there was a brief thought you know, Baron Morton has the stronger arm. Uh, do, you, do you put him in in that play, or do you do you say, "Hey, Tyler, you got to you got to be able to make this throw to get it into the end zone"? Because it it was a little short of the end zone. At least, at least it looked like it. May, as I saw a replay later, it looked like it was a little deeper in the end zone than I had initially thought. Just watching it with my naked eye, I think it would have landed about a yard in if nobody touched it. Okay, I think the defensive back that ended up intercepting it ended up falling into out to about the one as he mm-hmm. was catching it, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to do there because at times you saw Tyler be really good yet uh, on Saturday, and then at time, it just he's holding the ball longer than I remember him holding the ball. Like his decision making, he doesn't look super confident in what he's doing. I don't know if he's trying to be extra careful and and. Did you feel like he had time to throw? Most of the time, yeah. Most and I mean, the there time. were some big drops by the receivers too throughout the night. A couple of them, yeah. You know, where you felt like, man, 
Yeah. Catch the ball, guys. It was right there in your hands. I mean, easy for me to say. It's just, I mean, you can't win a game like that against a good football team when your quarterback has that bad of a night with turnovers. It's just nearly impossible. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Okay, what... uh... What's your question today? Okay, and you're not allowed to give the obvious answers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the obvious answer. Okay. <laughs> Which is usually so obvious for us uh, that we miss Arkansas. It. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I'm giving you one thing that you can say, I want to see the Red Raiders do more of this, or you can choose to go with, I want to see the Red Raiders do less of this. Mm-hmm. And don't say score points. Okay, is or that the win games. Okay, is that the those would be the turn the ball over. That would be a bad one today. Yeah, less so would be the thing. Give me something that's a little more in depth there. One thing. Well, I'm usually offensive minded, so I'm I'm I'm. Sp- and people have brought this up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line today, and I and I was, I was surprised by this. I I, I think you got to get the ball in the hands of Taj Brook more, Taj Brooks more, whether it's throwing to him or handing it to him. Just it feels like we're we're not utilizing him very much. He um, he ran the ball seven times for seventy one yards, and uh, he had four receptions for eighteen yards. Um. So I just maybe I maybe get the ball in his hands or Cameron Valdez or Nehemiah Martinez more. Martinez had had one reception for thirty one yards. So maybe distribute the ball to the to the running backs or the or the little guys a little bit more. Uh, this one is probably a borderline <laughs> obvious one, and if it is, I I have a set a backup, but. It, you got a little better in this game, but you're not using the middle of the field. You're not running crossing routes across and getting guys open. You're not. It, it's all outside stuff. It's hash marks out as opposed to anything in the middle, which really lets the defense know. All right, cool. Well, we'll just go ahead and scoot over to the outside because you're not going to do anything here at all. That's running the football. That's passing the football. The only time you ever moved, it felt like you moved the ball up the middle was when the pocket emptied out and Tyler Shuck ran straight ahead. There was one ball that he threw to Bradley that was a little bit up and a little bit behind him that was over the middle. I thought was, and I think this was pretty early in the game, maybe still in the first quarter, I don't remember, um, that I thought was going to be a big gainer, but it was just a little too hot and hard behind him and it made it, you know, he tipped off his fingers. Um, but I think both of you guys give good, good answers. Uh, I, I definitely would like to see more of Taj, and I, I think the middle of the field is a huge problem. I'm actually going to flip to the defensive side for me. Um, he, you gotta, you got to find a way to put pressure on mm-hmm. the quarterback. Yep. Man, it's just um, you're not rattling them at all whenever you bring people – uh, it seems like he's able to get out of the pocket and run and, and pick up big yards. And 
Um, you're not able to, with just a normal front, get to the quarterback, and he's having all the time in the world to stand back there. I, I thought they, last night in the Cowboys-Giants game, they, they did a, a great job of showing the difference in the pocket for the two quarterbacks and how different it was and how how um, how that made it so much easier for, for Dak. And uh, I think that the same thing could have been said for um, – you know, Bo Nix, it's just like he's standing back there with, with mm-hmm. plenty of time and you're just not able to get to him uh, quick enough. And so, you know, last year, you know, obviously you had a superstar on the defensive line and, and he was good and he had some good pieces around him. And, and, I, and I still think some of those guys are making plays at the line of scrimmage in the run game and that we just haven't – that that pass rush just hasn't been able to, to get there yet in, in a way that – as you feeling like your quarterback's worried about you. So that's number one on my on my list is to you know be able to get to the quarterback, put more pressure on him more. Yeah, and, and, and in fact, Coach McGuire, that was like uh, one of the first questions that was asked of him after the ball game on Saturday night, and he talks about struggling to finish when rushing the quarterback. Last week, I thought we generated pressure. We were terrible in our pass rush lanes. It showed up again tonight. You know, we bring uh, pressure uh, maybe five to six, and uh, he gets out for a huge gain in a uh, really critical situation. And so um, it's a mixture of uh, completing your pass rush, staying in your pass rush lanes. Um, You know, we had an opportunity to create pressure. They emptied the backfield. Ben was the extra guy, so we had to go. Uh, with the back, the mic didn't replace him, so we lose a rusher, um, you know, and so it, it goes back to um, a lot of that because I, I think there's times that we are, um, we're just not getting home. I mean, I think we, I think we had one sack tonight, and, um, you know, the, I think the answer is not bringing more people because every time we brought more people, we don't stay in our practice lanes. We've allowed quarterbacks that, you know, can uh, run, escape. I think it's more, you know, being disciplined, finishing your pass rush moves. Yeah, Bo Nix was sacked one time. Uh, Tyler Shuck was sacked four times uh, on the night. So uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Bo Nix was definitely as good as advertising. When we put pressure on him, he was able to get away and got them at least thir- three first downs with his legs. Um, still, though, I mean, and it was just a, it was it was very much a winnable ball game. Um, and and like you said, I mean, turnovers were just um, it was a huge factor, obviously, um, in the ball game. I think I would go with the biggest rather than yeah. huge. Okay, I think the biggest. I mean, you you give up the you, you know you you're with everything with everything that happened. With everything that happened, you still had the ball. You were up, you were down by a point. You had plenty of time on the on the clock, and you did what? You th- you threw a pick six. You turned it over. Yep. Yep. And again, turnover is the biggest factor in the game. And the 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 thing that's really frustrating about that is why didn't you throw the ball away? Why did you hang on to it? Hang on to it? Hang on to it? Hang on to it? Just, just throw like, the ball away. Looks like one of those situations where he was just un- uncertain of what to do. Well, hesitant. And the question He's is, looked great on his called running plays, but he hasn't looked great ad-libbing, in my opinion. 
Okay. I mean, he's really run the ball well for you. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We'll have the high school fan zone tonight. Coaches from Coronado and Estacado. One probably not very happy coach and one happy coach. One's 0-3, Coronado, one's 3-0, Estacado. So that's uh, something they probably the Mustangs trying to figure out how to turn that around. So we'll have that tonight at 7. Then we'll join the Astros and the A's in progress. We'll have the Rangers and the Blue Jays uh, tonight from Toronto as uh, they'll play at 5.30 for pregame and then 6.05 first pitch. Dane Dunning will get the start tonight. For the uh, Texas Rangers. All right. Uh, we talked about uh, turnovers. We talked about fourth and two. We talked about going forward on uh, uh, the two-point conversion. Uh, here's uh, Coach McGuire talking about turnovers being a problem. Can't win. I mean, it's amazing we were in that game. You, y'all guys, you think about it. You know, it was the same thing. What, did we have three last week? Um, you know, and so – when you start thinking about that, it it's, uh, says a lot about our players and our team, how resilient they are and how hard they play because uh, you probably look at any other game, you have four turnovers and you don't have the lead, 30, you know, 30 to 29 or whatever it was um, that late in the game. I mean, you, you shouldn't. Uh, it, there's no way you should. You're, you're down 31 to 30 and then you have the pick six and that's the final score, 38 to 30. But still, I mean, what did you? What was your confidence level when we took over down thirty-one to thirty? It's pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's pretty. So out of ten, you were at a two. Oh no, I was. I was. I was. I was. When you lost the nine-point lead, I I was surrender cobra. (laughs) I wasn't surrender cobra. <laughs> what does that mean? Is this a GI Joe you, reference? You, you really don't know what's nerd. Okay, so it usually happens when you're thinking something awesome is going to happen. You're like, "Yay!" and your hands are over, over your head, and then it goes bad, and you're like, "Oh no!" And you've got your arms bent, your hands, and you look like a, a cobra head. That's surrender, cobra. I mean, I had it, no idea. Did you know that, Landon? Surrender, Chuck, co- did you know that? I'd heard surrender, cobra before. That this looks like a cobra. Yeah. Like, it, and when you're, just, yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. When you're when it's that moment where everything looked good and then all of a sudden it doesn't anymore. You knew that, Chuck Hines? Surrender Cobra? I mean, I knew what I've heard the term surrender cobra. I could if you'd have said to me, do the surrender cobra, I don't think I could have done that. Hmm. But I, I, I would tell you after you get the, the two complete passes to uh Xavier White, uh the, you get the ball to your own forty Seven yard line. I mean, you picked up seventeen on first down. Boom! Looked like he was going to bust it too. I mean, X had a couple of good, nice catches, uh, and then you get the second one. So it's first and second and five from your own forty-seven. I'm feeling really good, and uh, then I wasn't feeling very good. Hmm. About seconds seconds later, I was. So what did you? What was your number of confidence level? At? I bet it was probably eight. Oh wow. And Jeff said he was at a two. I was probably at a like a, I was probably about a four. What did you think was going to happen? That we were going to go down there and miss a field goal, or we we're going to turn it over? What were you, what all of run, the above? Run out on downs. I mean, 
They had just run out of time. Run out of time? I mean, yeah. you know, you had... I know you had plenty of time. You had plenty of time. I mean, there's yep. some buck 10 on that clock. And especially when, you, when they're silly, silly running back on third down, let himself slip out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a big play. Should have been. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, because it could have forced you to take that time out mm-hmm. or allow a bunch of time to run off the clock. But yeah, that, yeah, I was, I don't know. I just didn't feel super confident. And partly because, you know, you've had some struggles in the kicking game. So probably that would have been part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd has you've had struggles struggles in the kicking game. You've had missed opportunities on fourth down. You've missed short yardage situations the last two games. I had, four is not that bad. It's like I was fifty fifty almost. It was forty sixty. Yeah, almost, now so it's close. Going back to my two. Yeah, you know, you you go back to so you had massive drops from receivers that you all season long that had just been in critical situations. The offense has not been clicking on a consistent basis. So, you know, one thing we have, so after Oregon takes the one-point lead, 28-27, Tech starts off on their own 25 at the 10-27 mark of the fourth quarter. So you run, you get a couple of first downs. So now you have it first and 10 at the Oregon 36. You get Taj Brooks that goes for five. You get Taj that goes for four again. Then you get Chuck that goes for five. So now it's first and 10 at the 22. You go Xavier White for two, and then Chuck gets sacked. That's a huge sack. Lost a seven on the play. Brings up, you know, second and eight. And then um, he's, oh, excuse me. Yeah, White goes for, yeah, he gets sacked. So it's second and eight. And then he gets sacked for a seven yard loss. And now it's third and 15. And so now he's, he, you, now you've got to throw the ball, and his pass is incomplete, short to uh, Bradley. He was hurried on that, and now you've got to kick the field goal. So that, that's a huge sequence there where you get the ball down to the 22-yard line, first and 10, and you can't punch it in. Because then your defense comes back and really does a good job of bowing up. I mean, you only give up a field goal there. Um you force them, you, they get down to the, uh, well, they get down to the seven-yard line. They have another penalty for a delay a game, and they've got to kick the field goal. So, they, and that's when they take the 31-30 to 30 lead, and then your your drive starts with a minute 10. <sighs> uh, somebody says this, Mason Tharp needs more targets. Well, they did, they did get, they did throw the ball to him, and they said they were going to do that. They did do a better job of getting the ball to him, but yeah, and he was targeted uh, eight times in the game, and he had four four receptions. And Cup got in there and made a catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, your your tight ends are good weapons to use. Offensive line maybe doing a little bit better job of giving your quarterback time to to survey the field and mm-hmm. your your quarterback, um, you know. Um, Making sure he's going through all his progressions and not being afraid of the middle of the field probably helps. Would help too. Yeah, yeah. Oregon was a team that didn't use the middle of the field a lot either. No, I, I, and they, but their guys were winning the battles on the outside. Yeah, to to a degree, to a degree. Not, uh, I, I mean, I don't just how many points did they have off of turnovers? Seven. That's all Oregon had? Mm-hmm. Only the pick six. Mm-hmm. 
you're certain of this? Yeah, because I've looked at that uh, a couple of different times, even this morning. So yeah. points off turnover seven. It, the, I mean, I, I, I'm just looking at what the stat sheet says. Points off turnover seven. Okay. So it just feels like Oregon's offense wasn't great in the game. I mean, I, I thought our defense kept them in check. Well, it, you, you did. I mean, if you kind of look at if you kind of look at time of possession, the third quarter they they really owned the third quarter. They had almost 12 minutes time of possession. Remember, they went on that 17 play drive that took up a lot of of the third quarter, and you know a little bit into the little bit into the fourth, not very much. Well, no, it took up the, most of the third quarter because your fourth and two call was a couple plays into the fourth quarter. Um, they were big on fourth down. They were 10 of 18 on fourth down. Um, they only went for it once on fourth down and, and tech stuffed, stuffed them. So you could call that a turnover. Red Raiders were one of two on fourth down. In the red zone, they scored touchdowns. They scored five out of six times, but they only scored two out of six touchdowns. So, I mean, the defense really, again, bowed up there in the red zone. Sometimes we've overlooked that. No, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you can throw all the stats that you want at yeah. me, but it's it's about four turnovers. No, I understand that. I understand that. You but can tell me all the drives and what we did on second down and what we did on third, and you can tell me all the all the little cute little stats you got over there on your sheet, but it, just look at the turnover oh, department. That's the difference. I know. Period. I know. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. You asked me how many points off turnovers. I'm just saying seven. That chat it line is 10. saying it's ten. They kicked the field goal after uh, the Shucks' first fumble. fumble. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, this, then the stat sheet's wrong. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.